0: If you're just joining us, hello and welcome to the May 11th Empower Hour. We're so happy to see you and glad that you can join us today. In just a few moments, Action for Canada's founder, Tanya Gall, will be coming on to share her updates with us after her presentation. She'll be joined by Corrine Beresford, which will be followed by a Q&A period, so be sure to stay tuned for that. Action for Canada is a grassroots movement reaching out to millions of Canadians and uniting our voices in opposition to the destructive policies tearing at the fabric of our nation. Through call-to-action campaigns, we equip citizens to take action. We are committed to protecting faith, family, and freedom. I'm so honoured to introduce Tanya Gaw, the founder of Action for Canada. When Tanya started bringing awareness to Canadians about government corruption nearly seven years ago, she had no idea that she'd be in a position of leadership in these times of confusion and disruption. And yet, because of her strong faith and her obedience to God, Tanya has now dedicated herself to such a time as this, as she empowers Canadians to stand up for our rights and freedoms. I want to ask everyone today today on the call to please pray for Tanya and Action for Canada at every opportunity, because we all know that leaders are always under so much pressure and scrutiny, and praying is something tangible we all can do. Tanya, welcome. We're so thankful for your courage, integrity, knowledge, and passion, and for all the work you do.
1: Hi, Heather, and welcome, everybody. Thank you so much, Heather. I always love your presentations. I can't uh, stop saying that every single week because you keep us updated. And so for anybody who wants to take a look at that video as well, uh, we keep it on the Empower Hour page. It's uh, at the very top under orientation. And uh, like I said, Heather puts a lot of work, as you can see, uh, to putting that together. All right. I'm anxious to get to Corrine, but I always feel a need that uh, we have to have our updates. So I'm going to share my screen screen right away and get through some of this. I really encourage people to sign up for my Tuesday show. It's a little more casual and, um, you know, I cover a lot of this information as well in a little more detail. We just have a little more time. There's never a shortage, as you know, uh, of topics and every single one of them is so important. All right, this week we had a little bit of problems with our email delivery. And so if you know of anybody that you wanna send uh, the link to and invite them, please do so. It wasn't for any sinister reasons that we had problem uh, with getting our email out this week. It's because we're growing so much and our email list is growing and we're trying to uh, look at the best ways most seamless ways to get that out to everybody as efficiently and uh, timely as possible. So uh, that's where we stand. I was going to and will be sending out uh, another email as soon as this one's finished. And it was regarding the March for Life. They do this every year. It happens to be tomorrow. Um, It's just such an incredible event. And I want you to think about how you feel when I say March for Life. If we talk about life is sacred from conception to natural death, if you have a bit of a knee jerk reaction, I want you to think about why you feel that way. All right, because that's years of indoctrination from the government moving us towards an agenda that really, as I've said here, the government has focused for the past seven years, uh, Trudeau has, and it has been incrementally creating a culture of death. And it is not just through abortion, it is now through uh, euthanasia as well. And they've expanded that, of course, conveniently to include those who are struggling with mental illness. You can see how that just is uh, working out real nice right now with the covid measures being so extreme uh, that people are losing their jobs and uh, relationships and so they're feeling very depressed mental illness is setting in drug abuse Elderly people have been locked up cruelly and um, have not had access to family and they've been begging, some of them have been been begging to be euthanized. This is wrong and it's got to turn around. So in the next day or two, you're going to receive this one in, in your email box. Please, I encourage you, take a look at it. Um, if you have never seen the movie Unplanned over the issue specifically of abortion, I would highly recommend you watching this movie. We can no longer just take the side of the government and uh, think about their messaging has been pro-choice and a women, woman's right to choose. But as we've experienced during uh, COVID, bodily autonomy and the right to choose is limited and in their meaning and only apply when in line with the government's psyop. So again, if you've had a knee-jerk reaction to this, I encourage you to actually dig in and uh, take a look at the other side of that story. All right. I like it to go over the website and kind of navigate our way when I'm bringing up certain links so you know where to find them. The Notice of Liability, this is the page that I've clicked on. I want to scoot down to right here, Mobility rights automatically takes you down the page. And pay attention, keep an eye on this page. We're going to be uh, providing more information. But today uh, we ended up including a religious exemption for domestic air travel. Apparently, uh, people were having a hard time finding out how to apply for a religious exemption with an airline. Uh, They have it buried somewhere down in their websites. And so we tried to make that easy. And that was through one of the ladies that was attending our Tuesday meeting. Just uh, she came on and uh, she provided some information and then later emailed it to us. The other thing that we want to um, include on this page We're having all kinds of people that are traveling down to the United States and they're successfully coming back to Canada without having to provide um, any types of um, information. What do they call those? uh, The apps? I'm not even sure what the name of that, the the app is. I haven't done much traveling in the last while, but uh, no testing. Uh, they're being threatened with fines. They're saying, okay, go ahead, give me a $10,000 fine. And it's reported they're coming back and saying, okay, well, how about 5000 And they, okay, give me a $5,000 fine. And then they come back and say, here, just take this test and you can be on your way. And if you're brave enough, just uh, even say, I'm not taking that test. And you'll get back to Canada just fine. The um, other strategy is is that some people coming back to Canada who are walking are going to the U.S. uh, border guards and saying, I'd like to seek asylum in the United States against a communist nation, Canada. And they don't know what to do with people. So they're literally the border guards are walking them into Canada And you're told then just to keep on walking and our tremendous uh, chapter leader, Tony in Saskatchewan, has heard from now four different people who have done this successfully, they cannot prohibit you from coming back into Canada legally. And they know that. And if you do get a fine, you just flip it over and fight the fine. Okay, so that's the mobility rights um, as well. You should be putting a no trespass on your page. No trespasses can be found under citizen resources, under resource training, citizen resource. You come to this page and you can see the big sign there, no trespass sign. So you post that at the entrance. You post that on your door. And if they come to your door lawfully, they can't be there. Okay, Uh, we have created a new resource page, Taboo Talks, and we are hitting some pretty hard subjects on Tuesdays, and we would welcome you to uh, come and join us, and if you've missed any, pay attention to this page. It's kind of new. We've only got five videos on there, but it will be growing. All right, the other one is under legal action, details and updates. I have had a couple of great conversations with Rocco in the last two weeks. Please continue to pray for him. He is recovering and it has been a long journey for him. But on May 31st, the information's right here, the motion to strike will be heard in the Vancouver court. And so Rocco will be joining uh, via Zoom. I will be going down in person to the courts. I'm excited about this. When we get any information, I believe some people will be able to join by Zoom. I will be putting it on this page. So please make sure that you pay attention to that page. Okay. One more thing under notices. Uh, sorry, under uh, weekly emails is here. Urgent actions. We have had an appeal this week for you to send this letter to your MP, and it's basically telling them it doesn't matter if the government signs this ridiculous treaty or not. Anything if it is in violation of our constitution, which is the supreme law of Canada, it is of no force or effect. And uh, I am. I have just stayed. Absolutely 100% firm on that. We have not lost our rights. They're trying to take them, but we just got to keep embracing them and walking them out. Next week on the Empower Hour, uh, we are, again, like I said, hitting some tough subjects, but our youth are coming on. We're going to have some of our youth that have been joining us on the Friday night um, uh, Youth Empower uh, um Uh, Evening, and we're teaching kids uh, not only how to talk to their peers but the authorities in their lives. We're giving them a voice. It has been hugely successful. We're going into week seven this week. It's been so exciting to see the transformation in these kids' lives. There's an 11 year old girl who has already done a six minute speech and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It is absolutely amazing, but part of the heartbreaking part of it is that these kids, they are uh, appealing to us for help. They don't wanna be a part of this process and be the agents of change that the UN uh, has all planned. Okay, sorry, I'm having a tough time getting to the bottom of my screen here. Under call to action, This is where we do the weeklies at the Empower Hour. This is the weekly action that's hopefully coming in your email box by the end of today. If you haven't already received it, what the WEF is going on, all right? What is going on with the World Economic Forum, Uh, unelected individuals trying to interfere with our democracy and our sovereignty? I did not vote for this lunatic. All right, that's Klaus Schwab. For any of you that do not know him, he is truly an enemy of the state and anybody that supports him is uh, considered committing treason against the citizens of this nation. And you may be seeing in the next couple of days, Trudeau... uh, We all know he belongs in jail and he's heading there, but he's been giving them lots of money. Apparently $3 million is the one that I just heard. Here's our lovely guest tonight. I can't wait to bring her on. I'm encouraging you. I'm going to wrap this up. I am asking you, this is a 12-minute read. And at the top, I say it's not only a 12-minute read, but we got solutions down at the bottom. But I try to give you a crash course on every call to action that we send out every weekly letter. It comes with a purpose so that you can get a taste of what is happening, right, in 12 minutes. If you wanna spend an hour on here, you can do that because I provide the articles, I provide videos, which you should be watching these and then uh, passing them on to uh, parents who have no idea how their kids are being indoctrinated. It's not only through Mattel, it's through many. They're all, many of them are on board with this. What's happening with our students in the university? Right? Is it really worth the risk of sending kids to university and college to get their degree right now? My opinion is a strong no. Better to pull them out. It is a cesspool uh, in in these uh, universities. Waterloo, hugely involved with the WEF and the global agenda. Many of you recognize this wonderful lady. She gives great reports. Uh, again, just good information. Uh, Corrine had developed this 17 goals translated. Easy to access on our uh, page. Please read them. Understand what's behind the 17 sustainable development goals. More information about indoor vertical farming and them trying to take over the food industry. They've got a good go at it. And then if you just come down to the bottom, all right, let's talk about what the solutions are. So first, citizens must embrace the fact that they have God-given rights and we're not to give those up. Secondly, we got to focus on our youth. That is their first objective, right? And it's got to, I put it second, but first we got to know that we have the rights. And second, we need to let our kids know. And uh, the youth freedom movement is growing. It's amazing. Uh, We've got to get much more involved with our kids and helping them out have a listening ear and give them a voice. They've got things to say. Man, are they smart. And man, do they know what's going on. But we got to give them the opportunity to voice that and agree with them. Thirdly, get involved with an Action for Canada chapter, because this is where we are making the difference. Do you see this? I, I get so excited when I see this. That's a, it's not actually 150, it's 159 chapters that we have nationwide. This is where the change comes in every single one of these communities. We need you to get involved. We need hundreds, if not thousands of people in each community. So when there's municipal votes this fall and when there's uh, votes for our school trustees, we're going to get out to vote. And we're going to get good people elected. And uh, so anyways, this is... I think one of the best strategies in the country. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up right there. We do have a call to action right here. I've already explained that. Um, good news. India has banned the jab mandates. Rocco and I were talking about that and, uh, he has read through the whole decision and he said it was magnificent. Italian court, Sicily, they're going to the uh, Supreme court, but they're also on it. Um, as I said, with the legal action as well, uh, please pay attention to that page. I'm excited uh, that Rocco is going to, to uh, be up in mobile in as much as that he's uh, going to start some activities within the courts. But as I said, he needs your prayers. Please uh, give him a whole lot of prayer and support. And uh, we just thank you so much. So I am going to just stop sharing my screen. And I'm going to invite uh, Heather, please come back on and introduce our amazing guest tonight. I can't wait to get into this uh, PowerPoint presentation. Thank you, Tanya,
0: for your excellent updates. And I also am so excited about our next guest who has spoken on a previous Empower Hour and who is also a chapter leader in Alberta. Corrine Beresford is a wife, mother, grandma, mentor, advocate, occupational health and safety consultant, freedom fighter, and Patriot with a wealth of information that she's going to share with us tonight. She's also the creator of the Eye care card, which we just featured in the orientation a few minutes ago. Kareen is a woman with a mission and her goal is to educate others on their rights and to teach about true safety as opposed to politically correct safety. All I know is that she's someone I'd want in my corner, If I was in trouble, please help me welcome Kareen to tonight's Empower Hour.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Heather. I'm so thrilled to be here. I'm so looking forward to delivering this information today. Super. (laughs) Thank you, Tanya.
1: yeah, thank you, Corrine. We're a little bit behind schedule here. We never know how, how the time is going to go, but we know that you we don't want you to rush. Uh, we're looking forward to this presentation. We're going to be recording it, and we'll be posting it on the website along with the PDFs from your presentation. So thank you so much. The
2: floor is yours. Thank you so much. I'm going to share my screen. So welcome, and thank you guys all so much for coming uh, tonight uh, know that just by participating, we are one step closer to becoming the change we need to see in this world. I am a proud chapter lead in Northeastern Alberta and an Occupational Health and Safety Consultant and I've spent 25 years working in the oil and gas industry. I'm pretty happy uh, with the highest court in Alberta just deeming the Liberal NDP no more pipeline bill um, uh, unconstitutional. Very excited to hear that. It gives me a little hope that many of the crazy bills currently being read could also be deemed so. Um, This government agenda has pretty much abolished the ability to question anything or even do a risk assessment. Uh, So I decided what I needed to do was conduct a massive investigation on the loss of our country's identity, our freedoms, our rights, our economy and the trust. And this is a little bit of what I found through that investigation. Um, so the big one, as we many of you here know, is that a criminal, super-rich elite of billionaires and trillionaires are working strategically towards seizing total world control. And they are using a planned pandemic to submit all humanity to their tri- tyrannical control. And this officially is called Agenda 21. It's called the Great Reset, the New World Order, Agenda 2030. It's where all rights and freedoms and ultimately private possessions will be seized from humanity under the guise of protecting the world from global disasters, which they are creating themselves. Uh, This is their strategy. uh, Create a crisis. Offer the solution, which means seizing rights, freedoms, beliefs, thoughts, and finances from the people. You know, Dr. Robert Malone recently went viral on Joe Rogan discussing mass formation psychosis. This man is brilliant on everything being pushed and should be looked up. Maloneinstitute.org/slash WEF is very, very, very versed on the subject. You really want to take the time to read, watch the incredible information videos, and review the links that are available on the A4C resource training page. Um, Under One World Order included is many of the references used in this presentation and a small group of people pulled together a large amount of information to put together this presentation. I want to thank Gerard, Dorothy, Lisa, Jen, Laura, uh, Art. Thank you for being part of this compilation. Uh, the Act for Canada team of researchers on this subject, Jenny and Chalet, are second to none in providing the incredible links, and I challenge each and every one of you to educate yourself on this subject. This agenda is nothing new, as the diabolical desire to dominate the world has always reigned supreme. Um, In the perverse minds of psychopaths throughout the world, it is, however, only now that it has become possible, thanks to the omnipresence of smartphones, tablets and TV screens, that we're actually really learning about this agenda. The one and only solution to this worldwide operation of total mind control that is designed to submit all humanity to the tyranny of these trillionaires is to break the spell of nonstop misinformation by showing people the truth. When the world is deceived through a never-ending avalanche of lies, we need to liberate them with the crystal clear truth. And once the eyes of the people are open to what is truly going on, they wake up from the hypnosis and they immediately stop serving this criminal agenda. That's why there is such an aggressive censorship. The truth is that only real threat to these criminals is the truth. Music and movies have been preparing us for years. Tom McDonald is a rapper. That's the uh, chorus from a song on the screen there um, that is trying to break through censorship by waking up your youth with the control plan. In fact, They've been warning us for years. You know, you look up a documentary called Endgame, Blueprint for Global Enslavement on Rumble. You can read Orwell's 1984 and The Hunger Games books and movies. The International Dumbing Down of America by Cheryl Isbett and those Huxley's Brand New World. So you can't say they haven't told us this uh, potentially could happen. Does it sound crazy? Well, how did we miss this? <laughs> and you question this plan? Well, in September 2019, the Global Preparedness Monitoring Board released a report titled A World at Risk. In the report, we read the following paragraph. The United Nations, including the World Health Organization, conducts at least two system-wide training and simulation exercises, including one for covering the deliberate release of a lethal respiratory pathogen. Does that sound like something that happened a couple of years ago? Step seven of Tom McDonald's song, fabricate a problem made of lies. The plan has been in place for decades, and the Rockefeller Foundation created a document called Scenario for the Future, written in 2010, that also identified that the global pandemic must result in increased control where people gladly surrender their freedom in order to feel safe again. Ten years later, that is exactly what happened. This virus spread across the world, a total lockdown is imposed and governments applied unprecedented tyranny. Now that the announced pandemic is indeed here, the same Rockefeller Foundation came forward with step two, a handbook on how to implement new control systems during this pandemic. Only when all the required control networks are in place can the world open up again. The solution? Well, from the UN site, the safety development goal build on decades of work by countries in the UN, including the United Nations Department of Economic and Social Affairs and the World Economic Forum that was founded in 1971 by our buddy Klaus Schwab, who publicly stated, you will own nothing and be happy. How long has this really been planned? Well, in June 1992 at the Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, more than 178 countries adopted Agenda 21, a comprehensive plan of action to build global partnerships for sustainable development, to improve human lives and protect the environment. Our Canada is 100% on board. In fact, our hard-earned tax dollars are funding it. Uh, Tanya kind of touched on it. The Liberal government funneled more than a billion and a half taxpaying dollars into various United Nations bodies and millions into the World Economic Forum last year. Public account data actually show that the largest transfer payments to World Economic Forum was $1.141,851 dollars contributed from the international development assistance for multilateral programming the world economic forum also received another one million dollar grant from the same program the trudeau government also generously funded the un to the tune of 1.576 billion in the form of financial support contributions and grants six un affiliated organizations received transfer payments worth more than a 100 million each with the largest payment was given to the united nations children's fund totaling 543 million dollars this came out today in a um, true north um uh, News, newscast, you'll have to check it out. Meanwhile, UN peacekeeping operations saw contributions worth 235 million, while the UN High Commissioner for Refugees received 139 million. I really want to ask what are we paying for? Um, you can go right to the Canadian government site and see in September 2015, Canada and all other 190 2 United Nation member states adopted the 2030 agenda for sustainable development at the UN General Assembly. This initiative is a global call to action to end poverty, protect the planet and ensure that all people enjoy peace and prosperity by 2030. The 2030 Agenda presents Canada and the world with a historic opportunity to shape how societies of tomorrow grow sustainably and inclusively to the shared benefit of all. It's all on the website. It's all out there for everyone to see. Did we vote for this? I don't remember this even being a conversation in the last election. How about you? You know, 17 goals to leave no one behind. It does sound positive, doesn't it? Uh, the globalist interpretation of their utopian world, however, is much different than what is unfolding. So, the globalist interpretation of the utopian world, however, is much different from what is unfolding. And I think we're all feeling it. Um, the reality is mass poverty population control through genocide sterilization and abortion digital id a social credit system the one world government and a satanic one world cult and this is why this page is up is because unfortunately they're already busy implementing this plan through something called the young global leaders and shapers that are being strategically placed Everywhere in Canada. And when you see the Age-Friendly logo for my area, you can see how quietly they're promoting it. And the opportunities come with a bribe or an incentive. Money for Age-Friendly Cold Lake was $75,000 grant. Um, in discussion with the Central Alberta um, Action for Canada group, um, it was identified they uncovered a consultant assisting local government in their area, applying for these grants with terms and conditions that show that only 20% goes back to the community. When the individual was asked, who pays you? They didn't have an answer. But I, chances are, when you kind of look into this um, uh, global shaper. Seriously, you have to review the material that these girls have put together on the uh, Action for Canada World Economic Forum Resource tab. You scroll down um, and that amazing Polly, she goes through these global shaper communities unbelievably. But look for the colors. Even the Canadian Tire Parking Lot had all the color flags in their parking lot. Is it a global partner? Hmm. You know, they make it sound also good to the average person. What community wouldn't want the $75,000 grant? It makes you have this warm, fuzzy feeling, right? Until you find out what they consider as unsustainable. We know... The 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, adopted by all United Nations states in 2015, provides a shared blueprint of peace and prosperity. That's what they're pushing. And at the heart is the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. That's what these are. Um, They are... According to their website, an urgent call for action by all countries developing and developed in a global partnership. They recognize that ending poverty and other deprivations must go hand in hand with strategies that improve health and education, reducing inequality and spur economic growth, all while taking tackling climate change and working to preserve our oceans and forests. The reality is that the super rich billionaires have the ability to virtually control the entire world simply by buying politicians, media and all kinds of organizations. The UN is in partnership with the Rockefeller Foundation, who have bought and paid for most of the world's education, the media, the agricultural the food industry, and so on. And they're all connected. The billionaires, the UN, the World Economic Forum, and the WHO. The world is not on track to meet the Sustainable Development Goals by 2030. They're counting on digital technology to help the 2030 vision. It's an alliance dedicated to maximizing the impact of digital technology for Sustainable Development Goals. And the Government of Canada has actually partnered with an organization called Policy Horizons Canada and given them a mandate. To develop future-oriented policies and programs. Still a conspiracy? What does this mean? According to their website, this is um, Policy Horizons. Is biological and digital systems are converging. This convergence may transform the way we understand ourselves and cause us to redefine what we consider human or natural. The World Economic Forum calls this convergence the fourth industrial revolution. And in the words of its founder, Klaus Schwab, the fourth industrial revolution is a fusion of technologies that has blurred the lines between physical, digital, and biological spheres. The future will challenge our understanding of what it's meant to be human from both a biological and a social standpoint. The fourth industrial revolution in technologies will not stop at becoming part of the physical world around us, they will become part of us. External devices from wearable computers to virtual reality headsets will almost certainly become implantable in our bodies and our brains. This can include active, implantable microchips that break the skin barrier of our bodies, smart tattoos, biological computing, and custom design organisms. As per the World Economic Forum, digital identity and central bank or digital currency are vital to harnessing the power of this fourth industrial revolution. What is digital identity? It is the information that exists about you and I in digital form. And it is not simply your email address, online bank account, or your driver's license in digital form, but it's your entire online activity, such as internet search history, social media posts, your purchase histories. And currently, companies use this information to tailor their advertising to you specifically. However, your digital identity could easily be transformed into a social credit system such as the one currently used in China. We already have a form of this system in Canada called our credit score. Corporations are now implementing environmental, social and corporate governments ESG scores in order to help. Socially responsible investors choose which companies they would like to invest in. It's not a far stretch to imagine ESG scores for individuals as well. And the problem with ESGs or social credit system is in who decides what's acceptable and what is not. What is required and get a good score and what causes a bad score. This is especially a concern for the social and government governance type scores. What is the central bank digital currency? Most people think the CBDC would be a no difference than the system we have today, minus the actual cash. However, this couldn't be further from the truth. CBDC will be nothing more than uh, credit at the government store. It will be completely centralized with all transaction in existence being tracked in one place. Imagine the federal government, or anybody for that matter, knowing exactly every single transaction you make. There'll be no need to file taxes. An algorithm will uh, let CRC know exactly where your taxable income is. With our current system, we are more decentralized with choices of different banks. We can go to a credit union, we can do a treasury branch, But most importantly, we at least have the option to convert our hard-earned money into cold hard cash that is anonymously and basically untrackable. There would be no way to opt out of this system once we're in it, and um, there will be no way to push back or even question how it's being used. There'll be virtually no possibility to protest the government for any reason, since with a keystroke, your ability to buy anything, food, gas, water, can be restricted or even eliminated. You don't think it can happen? Well, just look at the federal government invoking the Emergency Powers Act to freeze its own citizens' bank accounts for merely donating to a cause that at the time was perfectly legal. And additionally, the U.S. has done it to both Russian governments and Russian citizens who held any accounts with U.S. banks. It all begins with centralized digital ID controlled by the federal government. Once everyone has a digital ID, virtually everything and anything can be enforced by the CBDC. They have been brainwashing us to think this is a conspiracy for a very long time. They've been brainwashing us and our children to meet their goals. We, we must, we must get in front of them. We must show everyone uh, we'll stop them and we have to. And you ask how I've had so many people ask me, how, how are we going to do this by maintaining our commitment to protecting the faith family and freedom by sharing and educating on the reality of what this agenda will result in the what if um, I recently watched Katherine Austin Fitz interview where she was asked, what if, what if we don't turn this around? Her response was their number one goal is not just your assets. They want to take total control of our kids. And when you see what they want to do with our kids it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation, an extinction level event. And then she was asked if we do do turn this around, think about the her response was think about the best day ever a loving environment, family, community working together. I think of Matthew 6:10 the way things are in heaven is the way they should be on earth. In order to make this all happen, this 2030 agenda reality, broad ownership, of the safety development goals must translate into strong commitment by all stakeholders. To implement the global goals, the division for sustainable development goals aims to help facilitate this engagement. Do you see examples in your neighborhood? You know, it's important to start investigating what this might look like in your community. How are they implementing this? Are you seeing EV stations going up, digital passports? Are you seeing supply chain issues? Well, we all are. The following slides will explore each and every goal through the fraudulent labeling. On each of the following slides, the colored flyer is from the World Economic Forum, UN agenda 2030 propaganda campaign. And to the right is a brief translation and you will see they are relying heavily on the problem they created to meet their goals. They even wanna make a holiday out of it. Uh, Believe it or not, um, I've uh, identified that uh, Pandemic Day Act is Bill S-209 as I've gone through and will be attaching some of the different bills that may or may not um, be what are facilitating this agenda. Um, but uh, Bill S-209 is uh, consideration and committee in the progress of a National Day of Observance to honor those who have died of COVID-19 and to recognize those working on the front lines and to acknowledge COVID-19's serious effects on the health of the Canada's population. I don't think it's a day I will ever really actually celebrate. But here are our goals. Goal number one is to end poverty in all its forms everywhere. The government of uh, the Canadian government has introduced Bill S-233, whereas the provision of a guaranteed livable basic income would go a very long way towards eradicating poverty and improving income equality, health conditions, and educational outcomes. And unfortunately, the second reading is in progress. This actually translates to centralized banks, IMF, World Bank, Fed to control our finances, digital one world currency, and a cashless society. The Canadian taxpayer will be paying this bill. Imagine what this bill will be for our children and our grandchildren. Just an example, let's take a quick look at a typical day. We purchase fuel for our car, go for coffee with a friend, purchase a song or two to play on our phone. We pay a phone bill, we pay our rent or mortgage, we pay our power and gas bill. We purchase a ticket to a concert or a show. We purchase a new set of shoes. There are two things that will affect what price you pay and if the product is available to you to purchase the amount of transaction fees and social credit score. Think of that. Transaction fee is a tax and the social credit score is a dimmer switch, one to ten. Transaction fee, which is the amount of tax, will be different for everyone and every product depending directly or indirectly on your social social credit score. If your score is within exceptional range, six and above, you may be able to purchase or pay everything listed above. However, if your social credit score is not good, maybe a three to five, you'll have to pay a larger transaction fee versus a friend who has a better social credit score. You cannot purchase a song online, ticket to a concert or a show or shoes because your social credit score is too low. You may pay twice as much in transaction fees for everything else compared to your friend. You contact the people in charge of your social credit score and ask why, and you're told you have not been acting in a good, conducive way towards your community. Unless you improve your score, you'll never improve. In this way, the centralized banks or world banks can control the population of every country, and yes, even Canada. Goal two, is to end hunger, achieve food security, and improve nutrition and promote sustainable agriculture. What does this actually translate to? GMO. In reality, we are seeing the destruction of the family farm, payouts to destroy crops, fake meat, and genetically modified food products. We've seen a Calvary pastor, Arthur Pulowski, being arrested for feeding the homeless. I suppose they don't like competition, I guess. It has been said who controls the food controls the people who controls the energy can control whole continents and who controls money can control the world. Henry Kissinger said that an example, the university of California is developing a plant based MRNA vaccine in the hopes the farms can grow edible vaccine heads of lettuce. Can you imagine? Have you heard about the indoor vertical farming industry? It's a reported as a highly, initiative and effective method of farming and is being funded by bill gates and pushed by the world economic forum it is intended to replace conventional outdoor farming and if they control the seed they control the food and if they control the food they can use the digital id to to control consumers access to that food genetically modified food is not about feeding the world but about patent ownership of the food supply Goal three is to ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for all ages. However, does that include my body, my choice? Um, I don't remember a promotion of vitamin C, D, zinc, or even better food choices. Instead, they have focused on Bill 232, National Strategy for Decriminalization of Illegal Substances. It just, it's completely an oxymoron. And lack of data for COVID-19, why? Did you know that Canada only began tracking vaccine injuries in August of 2021? You know, this translates to mass vaccination, Codex Illuminataris. An example, uh, you may wish to use ivermectin to treat COVID. Ivermectin's cheap and very effective in treatment, yet it's not available in Canada. Doctors and hospitals would rather have a patient die than give them ivermectin. For the stories, um, if they had allowed ivermectin, then no vaccine would have been required. No pandemic, no conditioning of the population, no world economic form control over the population. Remember, actions speak louder than words. How do you feel they will interpret, ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for all ages? Probably not the same interpretation that you and I might have. Goal number four, ensure inclusive and equitable quality education and then promote lifelong learning opportunities for all. Even have a bill, S 215, an act representing measures in relation to financial stability of post secondary institutions, and it's in its second reading. When the Rockefeller Foundation needs to protect their bought and paid for education to indoctrinate the children through the schools. What we're actually seeing is technology replacing people. We're seeing cancer culture, critical race theory, new curriculum that includes a twisted meaning to consent and metrosexual. Translation is population control through forced family planning, UN propaganda, brainwashing through compulsory education from cradle to grave. Have you seen the gingerbread person? Did you know that in March of 2016, the Alberta Minister of Education introduced guidelines for school boards to follow regarding LGBTQ students, including what they can wear, what sports they can play, and which washrooms they can use. Schools are required to have policies to keep LGBTQ students welcome and safe. And I'm going to give you an example of what this could look like in 10 years. You know, a 10-year-old girl comes home from school and claims to a boy. After talking to the child, claims to be a boy. After talking to the child, the parent finds out that the school is influencing the child or children and what sex they are not. The girl wants to be a boy. The parents cannot take the 10-year-old to a psychiatrist to find out if this is just curiosity or an actual desire of the child. If they do... They could be put in prison for up to five years. If they do not take the child for hormone treatments, um, they can face prison time. Uh, the parents are forced to watch as their child of 10 transitions to a boy. Unfortunately, the child turns to an adult and regrets what occurred. The parents feel blame for not fighting harder, but the school, teachers and the government, they don't take any blame. They've... How safe does this sound? What are they teaching our kids? Could the government be ensuring that funding will go to these schools even if we stop sending our kids? Strange bill. Goal five, to achieve gender equality, empower all women and girls. Use religion and equality to separate the more. The song Brainwashed identified, didn't it? That in today's society, we only dedicate one day to remember our fallen soldiers, the men and women who died young. But if you come out the closet as Caitlyn Jenner, you're a hero and you get a whole Pride Month. Is that worth achieving? What about the men in our society? You're going to want to look deep into 218, an act to amend the Department of Women and Gender Equality Act at second reading debated in November. And all of these, I believe Chalet has um, identified on the resource page um, all of or where you can get the link to see what is all in Senate right now. What this translates to is population control through forced family planning. You know, um, with these transgender swimmer, uh, Leah Thomas, who won the 500 yard NCAA title. Two transgender boys easily, easily defeated girls in state track meet. Take first and second place in the 100 meter. The transgender cyclist wins female cycling world championship. Claims only objections come from losers. Women and girls participate in sports is an important social and economic empowerment tool. Women and girls acquire new professional networks. They develop a sense of identity and access new opportunities to become more engaged in school and community life. Sports serve as a vehicle to improve women and girls' leadership roles and participate in decision-making. Sports convenes people across borders, cultures, and belief systems and can promote greater tolerance and understanding among individuals and communities. Girls' participation in sports can challenge gender stereotypes and discriminatory attitudes. Studies show a direct correlation between girls' participation in sports and higher education and employment. Sports has huge potential to empower women and girls. In many countries, it has been recognized that sports sports can be forced to amplify women's voices, tear down gender barriers and discrimination. Women in sports defy the misperception that they are weak or incapable. And if women and girls cannot compete against transgender people that eventually will they stop competing? How does this empower women and girls? I don't understand the uh, actions again, speak louder than words. Goal number six, ensuring availability of sustainable management of water and sanitation for all. Well, how's that going? You may remember Prime Minister Justin Trudeau committed during the 2015 election to eliminating all long-term drinking water advisories on public water systems on First Nation reserves by March 31st, 2021. It was a year ago. The Auditor General found that since the Prime Minister made that commitment, 100 advisories have been lifted, but 60 remain in effect in 41 First Nations communities as of November of 2020. That's it. And some communities won't be able to get clean water out of their taps for many years. What does this actually translate to? It's privatization of all water sources. And don't forget to add the fluoride got to be healthy. Goal number seven, ensure access to affordable, reliable, sustainable, and modern energy for all. The goal is to reach 100% is a worthy objective, but yet every person on the planet deserves to have lighting and electrical appliances at home. Yet residential electricity accounts For only 5% of global energy consumption and one-quarter of the world's electricity. The vast majority of energy is actually used in industry, commerce, agricultural and transportation. What does this actually translate to? Smart grid and smart meters on everything with peak pricing. Goal number eight, promote sustained, inclusive and sustainable economic growth and productive employment and decent work for all what does this translate to free trade zones that favor mega corporate interests did you know that two major companies and you i challenge you to look all this up currently make 87.9 percent of the money in the world since the mid-1970s two corporations vanguard and blackrock have gobbled up most companies in the world, effectively destroying the competitive market on which America's strength has rested, leaving only false appearances behind. Bloomberg has also been referred to BlackRock as the fourth branch of the government. Due to its close relationship with the central banks, BlackRock actually sends money to the central bank, the Federal Reserve, and is their principal advisor. Vanguard has a unique structure that blocks us from seeing who the actual shareholders are. The elite who own Vanguard don't want anyone to know that they are the owners of the most powerful company on earth. Still, if you dig deep enough, you can find clues as to who these owners are. Among them, we found the owners of the Rothschilds, the DuPont family, the Rockefellers, the Bush family, the Morgan family, and that is just to name a few. Check out the movie Monopoly. Um, You may ask, what is mega corporate interest? Well, look it up. The community of strategic partners that comprises 100 leading companies from around the world each selected for their commitment to improving the state of the world. The partners believe in the power of collaboration to drive positive change and work closely with the World Economic Forum to help shape industry, regional, and global, global agendas. Just a few strategic partners? <laughs> well, here we go. Amazon, and BlackRock, the Coca-Cola company, Dell, Google, Huawei, highway, highway, Technologies, you know what I mean? Honeywell, MasterCard, Nestle, Pfizer, PepsiCo, Procter and Gamble, and the list goes on and on. The real improvement will come when the world collaborates to drive positive change and stop buying what these companies are selling. One of the number one things that we can do. Goal number nine build infrastructure, promote inclusion and sustainable indi- industrialization, and foster innovation. When in fact, deindustrialization directly undermines the economic sustenance of the entire communities, which in the absence of other economic opportunities naturally leads to impro- pro- 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 uh, impoverishment. What does it actually translate to? Toll roads, public push transit, you know, remote, uh, remove free travel, <laughs> environmental restrictions. And really, you know, I want to give you an example of zero emissions, batteries do not create electricity. They store electricity generated elsewhere, especially through coal, uranium, natural gas-powered plants, or diesel-powered generators. So to claim that an electric car is a 0 emission vehicle is not true at all. Since 40% of the electricity produced in the USA comes from coal-powered plants, therefore 40% of the electric cars on the road are coal-based. But that's not all those of you excited about electric cars and a green revolution should take a closer look at the batteries, but also wind turbines and these solar panels. A typical electric car battery weighs a 1,000 pounds, about the size of a suitcase, and it contains 25 pounds of lithium, 60 pounds of nickel, 44 pounds of magnesium, 30 pounds of cobalt, 200 pounds of copper, and 400 pounds of aluminum, steel, and plastic. There are over 6,000 individual lithium-ion cells inside to make each BEV battery. You need to process 25,000 pounds of salt for the lithium, 30,000 pounds of ore for the cobalt, and 5,000 pounds of resin for the nickel, and 25,000 pounds of ore from the copper. Overall, you have to dig out 500,000 pounds of earth crust for a battery. The main problem with solar system is the chemicals used to turn silicate into the silicon used for the panels to produce sufficient, su- sufficient pure silicon. It must be treated with hydrochloric acid, sulfuric acid, hydrogen, fluoride, triglycerin and acetone. In addition, gallium, acided co- copper, indium, gallium, Oh, a whole bunch of different uh, products. Um, Silicon dust poses a hazard to workers and the pl- plates cannot be recycled. Sounds safe, doesn't it? And then wind turbines are the non-palastra in term of cost and environmental destruction. Each windmill weighs one uh, 1,688 tons, equivalent to the weight of 23 houses and contains 1,300 tons of concrete, 295 tons of steel, 48 tons of iron, 24 tons of fiberglass, and the hard-to-win rare earths nidium and prasdium and niperdissim. Each of these three blades weighs about 81,000 pounds. Have you ever seen these out in the fields of Kansas? They're amazing. But these technologies can certainly have their place, but you have to look beyond the myth of a mission freedom. Going green may sound like a utopian idea and part of the fostered innovation that they're trying to ram down our throat. Um, But you look at the hidden and embedded cost in a realistic and unbiased way, you'll find that going green is doing more harm to the earth's environment than it seems. I'm not opposed to mining electric vehicles, wind or solar energy, but I show the reality of this situation, I think, when you show the in result to emissions. Goal number 10, reduce inequality within the among these every country. Um, Bill 235 is an act to amend the Citizenship Act and the Immigration and Refugee Protection Act. And the first reading was February of 2022. Is wealth equally distributed on a global scale? Not even close. According to Oxfam, as of 2019, the richest 26 people on the planet own as much wealth as the poorest 50% of the global population. Yes, you just heard that right, and it is insane. 26 people own as much wealth as around 3.8 billion people combined. Do you truly believe that those twenty-six people are going to assist the other three point eight billion globally? This actually translates even more regional government bureaucracy, like a mutant octopus. Goal eleven: Make cities and human settlements inclusive, safe, resilient, and sustainable. Bill S-231, an act to amend the criminal code, the criminal records act, the national defense act, the DNA and identification act is in its second reading. This will assist with the creation of smart cities. Now you can go on to the Canadian government site right now, Canada.ca and look up smart cities. This is what it says. All human settlements which is the relocation of all human beings, will be in small, this isn't what the website says, but in general, will be in small cubicles in highly density, multiple story buildings, like we see in China. These will form mega cities, which only permit pedal bikes and community transport systems. Rural people will be rezoned. Wildlife conservation areas will be uninhabited by humans. And the 5G infrastructure and the call for mandatory microchipping are the key components of this artificial intelligence surveillance system. And they'll enable them to monitor our every move and eventually hear everything we say Anywhere we may be, they will even be able to control our physical health as well as our minds by manipulating our RNA and DNA. This literally translates to big brother big data surveillance state and smart cities. Goal 12, ensure sustainable consumption and production patterns, which really translates to force certainty. Bill S-234, an act to amend the Canadian Environmental Protection Act, um, which is in the final disposal of plastic waste, which I find completely hilarious with what we've just gone through with test kits and masks. And anyway, first reading is complete on that one. Really, when you think about it currently, A single family dwelling is considered unsustainable. An automobile, whether gas or electric, electric, is also considered unsustainable. Air conditioning, furnaces, home appliances, stove, refrigerator, running water, golf courses, artificial light rings. Actually, anything and everything that consumes gas or electricity, including their maintenance, is considered unsustainable. Even eating meat is considered unsustainable an example gone are the days of great prosperity middle class has gone to seed feds impose forced absurdity after failing economies atrophied poor and homeless hit the streets become denzen din, din of the night burgling cars and homes to eat wrath and fury of peace of police in sight. Presidents and Congress are both deaf and blind. Criminals, ah, but I distress, don't want to be unkind. Future now controlled by world banks who care not for what they burn and crash. They just roll our more troops and tanks, create more debt, and steal our cash. Seems to be but one solution, a peaceful global revolution. (laughs) That was actually a poem that Gerard had sent um, to me from uh, ROTM's poems. It's a blog spot. Anyway. Goal 13, just to go through them all. Take urgent action to combat climate change and its impacts. In Senate is Bill S-243. It's an act to enact the Climate Alignment Finances Act all the money to pay for this, and to make related amendments to other acts. First reading was March 24th, 2022. What does this mean? Cap and trade, carbon tax, credits, footprint taxes. Do you know that on the same day that Greta Thunberg made an impassionate speech to the United Nations about the fears of a climate emergency, a group of 500 prominent prominent scientists and professionals led by a Canada-based nonprofit organization comprised mainly of active and retired earth and atmospheric scientists, engineers, and other professionals sent a registered letter to the United Nations Secretary General stating these specific points, that there is no climate emergency and climate policy should be designated or designed to benefit the lives of people. You know, I don't remember hearing about that on the news. Um I remember seeing Greta spilled everywhere, you know, but the example, the Canadian population is forced to endure inflation, higher taxes and breaking down democracy while our PM flies in a jet around the country, you know, go uh surfing in Tofino and even the, the rest of the world, you know, making a carbon footprint in 4 hours what several people would create in a year. It's just disturbing. Goal number 14, conserve and sustainable use of the ocean, seas, and marine resources for sustainable development. Bill S-5, an act to amend the Canadian Environmental Protection Act in 1999 to make related amendments to the Food and Drug Act. Translation, environmental restrictions control all oceans, including mineral rights and the ocean floors. Yet, the city of Montreal will go ahead with their plans to dump over 2 billion gallons, that's 8 billion litres of raw sewage into the St. Lawrence River, Montreal's primary primary drinking water source. Well, Quebec Environmental Minister Dave Hurtel has stated that the sewage dump will have minimal consequences for the environment. Well, you know what? Canadian scientists and environmental activists strongly disagree. Do you think Mr. Hertel considers this sustainable? Another example is how actions speak louder than words. The last two years, we have seen small business restrictions while larger businesses remained open. We've also seen larger businesses receive the largest portion of government handouts versus less for small businesses. We've seen actions taken to restrict travel by increasing taxes on fuel while the wealthy jet set around the world in their jets to meet in person while the rest of us are told to have Zoom meetings. What makes people think? that the environmental restrictions put on the oceans will impact the large fishing and mineral companies as much as the small fishermen or independent mineral business. Their actions prove that there is a different set of rules for 1% to 10% of the population than the rules that remain 99% must follow. Why would this goal bill be any different? Seriously. Goal 15, protect, restore, and promote sustainable use of terrestrial ecosystems actually translates to more environmental restrictions, more controlling resources, and mineral rights. Right now, Bill S-241, an act to amend the criminal code and the wild animal and plant protection and regulation of International Interventional Trade Act, is in the second reading. Do you think GMO farming is going to positively contribute to biodiversity loss? According to the United Nations, the protection of all animal species takes precedence over human beings. You know, the type of ecosystem which are prominent, uh, predominantly found on land are called the terrestrial ecosystems. Terrestrial ecosystems cover approximately 25 to 30 percent of the total Earth's surface area. Farming, pulp mills, sawmills, oil and gas exploitation and mining so how is it that we'll have food, electricity, building materials, manufacture vehicles, homes, buildings, roads, sidewalks, heat, light, clothing? We will have nothing and be happy. Or is it that the 99% of the Canadians will have nothing and the 1% will be happy? Goal 16, promote peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development, provide access to justice for all and build effective, accountable and inclusive institutions at all levels. This one to me just screams oxymoron. In translation, UN peacekeeping missions, the International Court of Blind Justice, force people together via fake refugee crisis and then mediate with more UN peacekeeping. When tension breaks out to gain more control over a region, remove the Second Amendment in the USA, critical race theory. Currently, in its second reading in Ontario legislature, the Canadian Bill 67, which purports to be nothing but an anti-racist bill is in fact one of the most dangerous pieces of legislation that any Canadian government has attempted to put forward as per Dr. Jordan Peterson. You want to check out the urgent call to action that we have on the A4C page under Bill 67 and the critical race theory under resources and training. Just so much amazing information under resources and training. Do your research. And then currently Bill S-244, an act to amend the criminal code for trafficking in persons, is in the second reading. Um, They've just reworded some things to include or any other similar act. Um, And truly, human trafficking in any form is modern day slavery in which traffickers use force fraud, coercion, to control victims for purpose of engaging in commercial sex acts or even labor services against his or her will. Human trafficking affects every community in the United States and across the globe and includes all ages, genders, ethnicities, and social economic backgrounds. Do you truly think that the 26 billionaires that make half of the money in the world may have the ability to do something about this? Well, the World Economic Forum are people who believe in slavery of the masses. The conditions imposed on the population does not apply to the elite. You will own nothing and you will be happy. To have sustainable development, provide access to justice for all, and build effective, accountable, and inclusive institutions at all levels, you first must be part of a society. This government has tried at every step to exclude Canadians from society by limiting their ability to eat in restaurants, take part in social events like concerts and hockey games, work, treated the same in hospitals and education such as universities and schools. And by restricting access to society, they're saying You are not part of our society and therefore you personally will not have sustainable development, be provided with access to justice or effective accountability and inclusive institutions at all levels. Sounds like the definition of the hypocrite. Oxymoron? Absolutely. Goal 17, strengthen the means of implementation and revitalize the global partnership for sustainable development. Translation, remove national sovereignty worldwide, promote globalism under the authority and bloated Orwellian bureaucracy of the UN. The 2030 agenda are not legally binding. The su- success is subject to each country's commitment. It is our government pushing it. Implementation and success will rely on all countries' Own sustainable development policies, plans, and programs. Thus, the implementation of so many bills in Senate, the trials, the tests, etc. You know, the WHO proposed pandemic treaty. Where the WHO, where the World Health Organization, recently conducted? Did you know this? A public participation process whereby the entire world was given a five-day time period to provide written or video submissions regarding adoption of this crazy treaty or did you know the world economic forum's known travel traveler digital identity lists both the government of canada and the government of the netherlands along with the various airports and air canada as the testing grounds for the international digital id system within advancements in uh, biometrics Um, i definitely won't be flying Air canada ever again And do you really think the 26 billionaires are opening their pocketbook to sponsor this? Don't fool yourself. It is sponsoring this. I really hope this video works. Um, It was just put together. It's a poem that was put together by one of the individuals who um, was participating in putting this all together. And um, another friend of an A4C chapter lead had put together uh, this video. The success is uh, subject to each country's commitment. The implementation and success rely on countries' own sustainable development policies, plans, and programs. Uh, They need all of us to conform to be successful. So our, our goal with putting together this information is to get ahead of the government in our communities. And it is by, you know, to educate our friends our families, our coworkers, workers uh, businesses, the mayors, MLAs, Reeves, anybody who would take the opportunity, you know, you'd want to take this information to that does not understand what the implications of this could be. Uh, this PowerPoint is going to be available to you and your teams to go educate and warn your world and provide real world examples of how it will impact our lives. I even thought, you know, maybe we could put together a train the trainer session for, you know, anybody who wanted to trial it. I definitely would like to see anybody who put it on. Um, you do want to avoid vaccine passports and digital ID of- Any kind, it's an important step to stopping the advancement of this global totalitarian control. Consider using the following 22 steps, and you can use to opt out of the mandates and protect your privacy and freedoms. Most important, like I said, mass non-compliance is the only way out of this. You want to support only businesses and companies that are not interested in this agenda. And do not to digitize any aspect of your life. You want to educate the people you care about. I do get in front of my community by getting involved with a like-minded group. Um, I stand at the local mall every Saturday with my flag. I answer questions I do not support Costco, Walmart, or any organization that bought into the discrimination pass. And, you know, really, this is their plan. They'll give Walmart the better deals, they'll get better pricing, that'll get you in there. We got to stop feeding those guys. I email elected officials every Monday morning. I do not leave access to uh, my hard-earned money in big banks, Even the local credit union, when I spoke with them, said they have to follow the government orders. Uh, People need to talk to their organizations that holds their money, and you need to make these informed decisions. Investigate ways to skip the middleman in food sourcing and know where you can get your local goods. Know what's in the food you're eating. Do not eat or feed the machine that is producing and selling GMOs and chemical cocktails, there are safer alternatives out there. In fact, I've had to replace my income and I am marketing for an online grocer that believes in freedom and safer North American products for all. You want to keep cash alive every day. You want to skip the track apps, the food apps, the steps and the location apps. And for security, be aware what you are sharing out there. Smart devices um, introduce numerous cybersecurity risks. They're as vulnerable as the network itself. These devices have sensors that are continuously collecting data. You want to diversify your assets outside of the banking systems. You want to get rid of your debt, invest in yourself and your family to maintain self-dependence, and you want to learn new skills. And be aware, again, I know Heather said at the beginning, it is not legal to require a person to get injected while it is still under emergency youth authorization, The shot is still experimental because not fully approved, even when it is or if it is every ever fully approved, vaccines are not mandatory mandatory in Canada. Canadians need to stand up and fight for their charter rights and freedoms. It's a national document. It's not federal or provincial and endorsed by nine provincial governments. Um, You know, if all fails to apply, our democracy is lost and a precedence is set, enabling government to enact new unilateral actions without appropriate parliamentary oversight um, and suppressing basic individual rights and freedoms. Um, knowledge is power guys Uh, they did say my people perish for lack of knowledge which is written in hosea 4 6 it means the same as it reads ignorance or lack of knowledge is one of such destructive state many lives have been lost many cruel deeds have been done and many souls have perished on account of lack of knowledge a great site with many resources i follow um, is stop world control as well as the vast amount of information on the Action for Canada website under resources, those girls are phenomenal at what they've put together. Um, again, knowledge is power. And it is a historical, unprecedented worldwide awakening is happening right now where hundreds of millions of people are beginning to see how the governments, media, health organizations are indescribably corrupt and are lying to them in ways nobody could have ever imagined in their worst nightmares. As a result, innumerable people in every nation no longer blindly are submitting themselves to this criminal plans of their overlords, but they've begun to rise up and take action to build a better world. The plan of our creator is to completely destroy this large-scale, strategically designed deception, and a great awakening will take away the mass deception and open humanity's eyes. I am so incredibly proud to be part of this awakening community and doing just that. And each and every one of you in this room tonight are my heroes just for showing up. And every chapter has been brought together by you and your team, Tanya, to make incredible change. And I'm truly inspired every day by this Freedom family. I do want to thank everybody and God bless you. And I'm happy to answer any questions that uh, might pop up. All
1: right. Amazing. Amazing presentation. There's a whole lot of work that's gone into that, Corrine. I want to invite people that if you have a question to raise your hand, Uh, we have a few down in the uh, Q&A section, but it'd be nice to uh, be able to see you one-on-one. I just have to change the view on my screen for a moment. There we go. All right. Uh, okay, Corrine. Well, uh, first of all, I love that you had, you know, you've given a heavy presentation here, but you also gave a very practical list of what we can be doing in our day to day lives. It does come down to personal choice and we've become a fast food uh, society. We've become one that's lazy and, you know, uh, likes things that are are easy. And I think that the good old days um, is, is, is becoming Uh, you know, more valuable in the hearts and minds of people as we reflect back, right? Um, Having stores closed on Sunday, for instance, my sister and I were talking about this the other day, you only have so much money to spend in six days, making it seven days uh, doesn't make you spend any more money. But what it does is does rob us uh, from having time with the family. There was that precious time on Sunday to do family things, go to church, etc. So they've been very strategic in the way they've been breaking it down. And it's no different for how they are directing us um, in the ease of going to that bank machine to online banking. Get rid of your online banking, make, make it a point to go to the bank, uh, be there without your masks on and be an example to others. There's just so many things we could be doing day to day that takes that little bit more effort, but your absolute freedoms are on the line. So uh, Terenzio, does anybody have their hand up right now or I'll go to the Q&A section?
3: Yes, we do have a few people have their, their hands up. Uh, first, we have Erica. Erica, you Hi, should Erica. see something pop up on your screen.
1: Hi, Erica. Are you there? You have to unmute. Maybe she can't unmute.
3: Okay, we can go to Uh the next. uh, Marie. Marie, you should see something pop up on your screen.
1: Hi, Marie. Oh, we do have some difficulties with this from time to time. All right. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe put in the chat if you're not able to unmute. All right, Terenzio, the next one.
3: Uh, next we have Liz. Liz, you should see something yeah. on your screen. I'm here. There you go. Yay. Hi, Liz.
4: <laughs> okay. Hi, Liz. So, hi, I have a question about, you're talking about tracking apps. How do I find out about the apps that are tracking? And um, how do I get money out of the bank and where to put it regarding RSPs because we're kind of stuck. If we take it out, we have to pay tax on it.
2: Yeah, I have to give you a disclaimer. I cannot give you any financial information. Um, there are many people out there with solutions. Um, I do suggest people take a look at the um, Catherine Austin Fitz video. She is a financial um Person, that's what she did for the American government, actually. But look her up and look up some of those questions. Now, when it comes to tracking apps, that stuff slips in so quickly to everything, you know. Like, um, I even work with an oil and gas company up here, Imperial Oil, and they have an app so that you can submit your hazard IDs and your job observations on. It's it's the new thing. It's what people do, and it's simply don't do it. Like I've removed the food track apps. I no longer do that because I have a great program that I use that I don't need to use an app for it. You know, Um, it's just talking about like grocery stores. Well, no, I'm, um, I don't know if you've ever um, measured your um, Mac, uh, your, how many calories you're consuming, how many proteins and carbohydrates that's a tracking app. It, it knows exactly what you eat. It knows when you eat. It knows where you eat. And it knows what kind of foods you consume. You don't think they're selling that information to the big tech companies to do advertising, you know, You know, right. for you. That's how, you know, if you've ever been on a, a social media site and you're talking to somebody about something, all of a sudden, boom, it pops up. It's all every every aspect of your life is tracked. Again, there's so much research out there on the digital threats. Mm-hmm. Um, you just really got to kind of look and, and see and, and, and get suggestions. For myself, I'm looking for a flip phone. I'm looking to go away from anything that has an app on it. You want to call me? Call me. The old-fashioned right. way. Yeah. yeah, I've heard people going to that. Great. Yeah. Great. Okay.
1: Thank you thank you liz yeah i still have an answering machine <laughs> and a landline Woo! <laughs> i was kind of forced to get a cell phone three years ago but if it wasn't for being part of this business i tr- trust me i i just wouldn't even have it in my home
5: Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah okay um so trends actually let's bring on somebody else to ask a question
3: sure next person we have is suzanne
1: oh hello suzanne Hello, Tanya. Hi. It's another <laughs> chapter leader.
2: Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. was an
6: excellent presentation. I totally loved it. My
2: question is, yes, that was awesome. Thank you, Karine. Uh Regarding UNDRIP, how does that fit into this picture? Like the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People. And I, the reason I'm asking is because, like in my area, the entire region has been given over to the Indigenous. Um, we've been told this even by our trustee that he said everything in our area is under their oversight. So I don't know how that, like, how do you deal with that? Um, there is uh, an individual, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, he's actually uh, somebody, an acquaintance, somebody that I've spoke to before uh, last name starts the V first name is Rob, I believe. Anyway, what I'll do is I'm going to pull up his information, Suzanne. He is, Phenomenal on UNDRIP And what I would suggest for your chapter Is get a hold of him and get him On a Zoom in one of your meetings Or or something like that But the UN Declaration Of Indigenous Peoples I think is what it pertains to um it really it it doesn't even actually identify what an indigenous person is from a un standpoint so uh when it comes to canada it it is very convoluted there's a lot of information around UNDRIP. i think we could spend two hours talking about this yeah i was just just wondering how it fit into this whole picture of the wef you know it's all part of that sustainable development um Uh, lands ecosystems it's all connected all 17 of these sustainable development goals are all connected to what the government is driving and it's all about control okay yes ron valent thanks sheila Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah.
1: And, I, and I'm going to add to that as well. And uh, Susanna's in BC and they passed legislation without anybody knowing about it regarding um, UNDRIP. They, I believe, were the first ones in Canada to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, what this is, is that when they're trying to divide people and so the the whole uh, you know, idea that the indigenous people, that the white people came in and, and uh, you know, they took over the indigenous land. And so, one, you can see where that's going to critical race theories, so that they can heat people up, get the animosity growing. And if we look at any other countries, like the 57 Islamic majority countries, they came in. And they raped and pillaged and took over the land from Christians in many of those nations. Why is nobody going after them and demanding that they give the land back? Uh, we'd have to go to wars and, and, um, you know, throughout history and saying, well, where, where do, where do we begin this and where do we end it? So if you're going to tell Canadians that Indigenous people, they immigrated to Canada at some point as well. And, uh, the Europeans came in and they built a nation. And the Indigenous people, there was a tremendous amount of infighting within the tribes. And uh, Chief Kenny Blackwell a few years ago said to me, we were having lunch, and he said, and they're still fighting today. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you just have to think about who's behind this. Uh, mm-hmm. The Indigenous people within their own uh, reserves aren't doing incredibly well because the chiefs are being paid you know, so much money, and it's not making its way down to the people. So a huge part of this is uh, the agenda with the Indigenous rights is to cause division. And what have they said? You'll own nothing and be happy. They want your land rights.
5: Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Mm -hmm. So if we're convinced people are being told that we don't own this land, we took it from the Indigenous people, which is completely false, then uh, they're achieving their goal and they're causing the division. It's all built on, on division to implement their plans whenever they are victimizing somebody, you know that there's an ulterior motive.
5: Exactly.
1: <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Suzanne.
2: Thank
1: you. Okay, next question, Terenzio.
3: Next question is from um, Harold.
1: Hi, Harold. Can you unmute?
4: There you are.
3: I just did. Can
4: you hear me? Yes. yes. Okay. I uh, was late in joining and uh, I was thoroughly confused by what I saw on the screen and what was being said. So I'm just wondering if it's possible to get a text uh, a recording uh, to, to, to be able to see what was being said, because uh, it's very difficult to, to follow it.
1: Oh, I see. So, Corrine, you had your notes. I believe Harold is yes. wanting to read those notes. So,
2: so as I identify, I, I'll provide the whole presentation. I'm unsure what uh, if Terenzio has the power to take the transcript and take all the information that was said. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Harold is with a chapter or is a the chapter lead, but um, this information will be provided to all the chapters, was, uh, the yeah. actual PowerPoint with all the notes. I was just going to say
3: the, the final um, video, tonight's video is going to be posted on Rumble and uh, the entire presentation and tonight's show will all be there in one link. Uh, what I will do is I'll, I'll post the link to the Rumble uh, site for Action for Canada in the chat. Um, Harold, do you, are you able to go through the chat if I post uh, the link there?
4: I i uh belong to the uh, chillabuk chapter and uh so uh, i i would probably have access to it uh through them once that takes place and it's very interesting what uh what you said but i couldn't follow any of that uh, uh because there was nothing print, printed out on the screen so uh uh, it's it's very
2: difficult uh, That's right. this way yeah and and i probably would have had 180 or 200 slides had i uh mm-hmm. included everything that i spoke about but let's the whole purpose of this is to take them information and have the information to speak to um have some examples uh to speak to somebody like a mayor of a community or a um a town council you know, and get them to consider it. Um, and we also, when we were putting this together, we wanted to put something together that would be quicker because I find this generation has a little bit shorter attention span between the ages of 20 and 30. So I was just thrilled with the actual uh, little presentation and poem that um, was put together by Lisa and Art and, um, as well as there was somebody else involved, they just did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a I'm an old generation. I'm 85 years old. Oh, there we go. Okay, I'm a yeah.
4: little slow in in following things. Yeah.
1: Well, we're happy to have you on here, Harold, and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that all the information tonight is posted on our website. I'm not sure. Did you get the call to action that I'd sent out in relation to the WEF as well? I try to provide a a breakdown of uh, some of the important information to give people a snapshot. And to promote some interest in it, for those who want to dive deeper, there's more information on the page available, but it's about a 12 minute read. Uh, Sheila, if you could pop that into the chat, Harold, if you happen to see the chat, you could click on that link and read through that as well. All right. Uh, Thank you.
3: uh, Thank you. you.
1: Next question.
3: Next question is from Karen. Uh,
6: Hey, Korean. can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Corrine, I am an occupational health and safety, 17 years in the patch, and I have had to disown many of my peers Mm -hmm. with the whole masking and the pushing the vaccines. Um, I just wanted to point out that I've been reading a lot of uh, interesting books, and Douglas Murray has written three back-to-back that are very pertinent to what's going on. The most recent one is The War in the West. And before that, I read The Strange Death of Europe with the immigration phenomenon. Um, And then The Madness of Crowds about gender, race, and identity. So I'm fortunate. I've always been a down the rabbit hole kind of gal, but it is super important, like you guys have emphasized, that we get our kids educated on where things are going, what they should and shouldn't be doing, Um, especially when it comes to protecting yourself as a white person. And, And I don't mean that to be racist because I'm not. It's just that it seems to be another divisive mechanism. And Corinne, I have gone down that rabbit hole for the last 10 years with you, right back to Rio de Janeiro, 2030. I watched the government of Canada's uh, websites on the bills that are going from the House to the Senate and what's being passed and what our so called um, popular politicians, the conservatives in particular, just seem to be completely avoiding all of the important conversations. Mm -hmm. But thank you very much, Corinne. That was an amazing, amazing presentation. And thank you, Tanya.
1: Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank for you the so feedback. much. Um, okay. So in terms of avoiding smart appliances, vehicles, et cetera, are there certain years of manufacture one should look for? Oops. <laughs> uh, that, are there certain years of manufacture one should look for in secondhand TVs, appliances, and vehicles?
2: I... <sighs> I definitely don't know, honestly, enough about technology to even answer that. Um, I just know that I cover my camera on my computer. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a separate camera. I actually have a little piece of tape because I hear that's what Bill Gates does. Um, (laughs) He puts a little piece of tape over his uh, actual computer camera. But I think it is important that um, you identify what you do have and how it works you know uh whatever that is i know i would never have an alexa in my house
5: mm-hmm.
2: and we don't watch tv so i don't even i have a couple tvs but i don't even think they're plugged in so
5: right
1: that's you know- how i function No cameras inside your house, people. I don't know why people do that. Well, I want to pay attention to my dog. Well, then, you know, I guess who's paying attention to you possibly at night. Also recommend if you got teenagers, don't allow them to have uh, laptops or computers in their room. Uh, Horrific things are going on there. You know, young girls, they've got their laptop up and people can turn the camera on. A a good idea is to uh, Google, do a bit of research. If you see smart anything, don't get it. And mm-hmm. I have no idea if you could bring it in, actually, uh, to a tech person and have any of the, the smart technology turned off. I'm not sure. Uh, a lot of this is leading to the direction, like Kareen was saying, is, uh, is it worth having a TV in your home anymore? Uh, I, I'm going to be doing on the Empower Hour next week, uh, letting people know about Disney uh and you know the things that our kids are being exposed to on television and so much propaganda that uh yeah you can see you know what's going on this is this this is a drag queen just in case you're not aware with this person this is not halloween Uh, This is not dress up. This is basically a demonic looking man dressed up as a kind of faux woman thing. And there's actually groups. And in Vancouver, for instance, all across the country, you could uh, Google drag queens and they're going into schools and public libraries for story time with children. I've been dealing with this for many years and we've been trying to bring awareness. And now it's enough is enough. Uh, Parents across the U.S. and Canada are finally paying attention to the books and the materials and the individuals, the pedophiles that are being permitted in our schools. Uh, This is also subliminal and uh, messaging that's going into cartoons. And it has been actually for decades of deviant kind of uh, behavior that our kids are being exposed to. And so anyways, you gotta, you gotta start thinking smart and about what you have in your home and the technology and what's it really worth to you. How did we keep ourselves safe prior Um, I was standing in the TD Bank yesterday, and they're already doing the messaging on how you could keep your finances safe and, you know, about digital ID, opening it up to digital ID banking. So look at everything, scrutinize it, and I think the answers are easier than you can imagine. Okay, so let me just see if there's, uh, maybe we'll have two more questions Somebody's asked, "universal
2: basic income, Why is it bad?: <laughs> Wow. Well, um, it's because the taxpayer pays for it. You and I pay for somebody to sit and do absolutely nothing. Um, we have what we call the welfare system when I was growing up. If you couldn't afford um, to, to pay your bills, to make you know, you would go on that system, but do we need every single person? on the planet to have a basic income it just leads people not to work as far as i'm concerned um you know this generation seems to think that they should just get paid for you know um whatever not necessarily actually thinking working achieving anything why would you achieve anything if you got universal basic income I just, there's so many reasons I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, One is I don't want to pay for you to sit at home.
1: Right. And practically thinking, how is it sustainable for the government to pay people who aren't working and flood Canada with immigrants that don't have an um, education and the ability to get a job because we don't have enough jobs to sustain them. Mm -hmm. Had we remained a healthy uh, nation, we are at the bottom of the G7. We're in the worst economical condition that we've ever been in in the history of canada and and so we have to take a look at the fact that uh, once upon a time when people thought the un you know maybe was a good idea uh, trudeau has been funneling as you said billions of dollars out of this country and it has claimed over the years that it was going to third world countries And I keep challenging people, are third world countries in any better condition now than they were seven years ago? And the answer is no. Children are starving to death right now. They're in the worst condition they ever have been. And of course the UN and the globalists always have somebody else to blame for that. It's not because they're taking that billion dollars and putting it into the World Bank and the IMF and it's never reaching its intended goal. So these are criminals. It, uh, we are experiencing the worst heist in the history of Canada. We're being robbed blind, and then we're being pushed into poverty. These people need to go to jail, and actually they need to, many people have said, we need to bring back the guillotine. And and that's how... how um, Uh, terribly serious this situation in and how deep this corruption goes. Okay. Terenzio, please let's bring one more person on uh, for a question and then we'll
3: wrap this up. All right. We have a question from Brian.
7: Hi, Brian. Hello. Good to see you both on there tonight. I made up, uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. I made up a sign that I pack at these rallies in Kelowna. And it says, digital ID equals slavery. Mm -hmm. I think we should have bumper stickers available for everybody and put that on their cars to get people thinking. And number two, with Trudeau and Singh and all the rest of it, the globalists in this country, We have to seriously think about getting them out of Canada somehow in order to get this country back to true freedom. And me, the freedom fighter, I don't care what it takes. They will never complete their mission on uh, on what they got by 2030. They can put a bullet in my head. I'll go against it. All the way.
1: Brian, thank you so much. You know, this is a, a, a man's, this is the warrior heart of a man that we're hearing right now. And when we have sat back for two years and watched the intentional uh, genocide and murder of our children, our elderly, and Canadians alike, um, you know, it's not that we are condoning violence, but there comes a a point where it's very biblical to defend yourself and to defend your borders. And the government is pushing us uh, towards uh, immense civil disobedience, but we've got to be wise and, and we've got to be careful in, in how we talk about that and what we do moving forward. And so, Corrine, my friend, thank you so much. We're so blessed to have you as a chapter leader in Alberta. I love that applause. Thank you, Trenzio. That was very timely. And we're also blessed that you have uh, brought several presentations uh, to the Empower Hour and the Tuesday call to help educate Canadians. And that's what we're about. We're about educating and empowering people to make sure that they get busily active and that they have the resources to do that. So in closing, uh, what would you have to say?
2: I would just say, um, you know, stay stand for who you are. Um, you know, as a safety person, the worst thing I saw, and Karen, I appreciate what you are saying, is the worst thing that I saw was a whole lot of people not speaking their truth. Um, people, everyone needs to never let anybody treat you the way Justin Trudeau has treated us over the last two years, Mm -hmm. there is such a reconciliation coming um, for all of us who stood up and said, you know what? I'm going to look further into this as a safety person. um, The part that just killed me is you were always told if you weren't sure of something, ask questions. Well, for the last two years, if you asked questions, you were strike. You know, you were fired, you were struck down, you were demeaned, you were belittled. We need to take our power back. We are amazing creatures that are created by an amazing creator. And we need to stand on who it is who made us mm-hmm. and be the very best that we can be because that is what he wants us to be. Mm -hmm. And nobody should ever treat anybody the way we've been treated. And that is the truth that we need to speak. And we need to never let anybody ever treat us like that again. That's what I have to say about this. And we need to speak out to anybody. Like I've had people come to me and say, you know, well, I I see the information is coming out that you were spewing. And I said, you know what? It wasn't being spewed. I was speaking the truth and I was showing and telling and, you know, educating you on the information that I had, what you choose to do with it. Just like what you say to me is up to you. Mm -hmm. That's what I, my, my final words, but thank you so much. Appreciate being here.
5: Thank
1: you, Corrine. We look forward to having you back again. And uh, just God bless you and the work that you're doing. Thank well, every- you. thank you. Well, everyone, we're just so glad that you've been here with us again for another incredible Empower Hour. And um, I just want to bring a few final things. So I don't want you losing hope. I want you to feel renewed tonight and to feel like you have some direction. As we've been saying, Action for Canada, uh, I believe the strategy that we've put in place is is going to be the winning force in this nation. So we're taking legal action against the BC and federal government. It's a constitutional challenge with Rocco Galati. I've always said this this action was not the sprint. It was never meant. We're not in a competition with others doing legal actions to see who, who could be first in turning this around. We want to make Sure, that the end goal is to protect our Constitution firmly, to make sure that those who are responsible for this are brought to justice. And, uh, you know, in my conversations with uh, Rocco lately, none of us could have foreseen that he would have ended up in a coma for 10 days and had such a long recovery. But we are committed. And as I've, again, always said, we're in it to win it. We're going to continue to work and keep moving forward. Um, we need you to help us in inviting more people to the Empower Hour to the Tuesday night call and to join our chapters because there is strength in numbers. Every municipal election, every uh, school board election coming up, we can win these elections. We can win these elections with 200 people in a community, with 1,000 people in a community because it is well known that a lot of people don't go out to vote municipally or as far as school board trustees. They're just not as interested. Uh, but now is the time and I believe that we could be very successful but we need your commitment. We need your help. We need you reaching out to others and having them join action for Canada. We want a million people on our email list and, uh, and we are going to foresee incredible change. All right. Um, Also uh, we got to take heart and be encouraged by the decisions that are being made in other nations, such as India, such as Italy. Um, Action for Canada also needs you to donate it's uh, with 159 chapters and growing. We've got costs to cover for the Empower Hour, for our email, for keeping our website up and going. Uh, we have to make some changes as well for our email system. Uh, and, and that's a praise moment <laughs> because we're increasing in number as far as those who are joining Action for Canada. Uh, we never have charged for our resources. Uh, we will not uh, charge for our resources because we want as many people in Canada being able to have access to them to protect their families and to protect their jobs okay now my dogs are getting restless in the background they're having a tug-of-war so I'm gonna sign off I just love you so much thank you for joining us God bless you and God bless Canada
5: it. You have a virtuous heart if you are here today pursuing freedom and righteousness. And then verse 23 comes along with a promise. God says he will turn the sins of evil people back on them. He will destroy them for their sins. I take great comfort in that because I serve So I am just going to thank you so much. I'm going to say God bless you and God bless